all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Let's go. I am blessed because the life-giving message I am about to hear will change what I do in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we are open and we are ready. Speak, Lord. Have your way. Get the glory out of everything that happens tonight, God. We clear the atmosphere. We clear our minds right now. And we say, speak, Lord. Open your mouth. Say, speak, Lord. Father, we thank you that you are speaking to us. Answer every prayer. Give clarity. Give direction. Give directives tonight in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God, that by the time this word is over, we will not leave the same way we walked in. We will not log off the same way we logged on. And for this, we give you praise in Jesus' name. If you believe God's about to speak to you, I just need you to worship for five seconds right there. Go. Five. Go. Four, come on Wednesday. Three, come on Wednesday. Two, come on Wednesday. One, somebody say yes, Lord. I need you to get your wallet in your hand. Get your purse in your hand. I'm not going to have you bring it up. You're not going to give it to anybody. I need you to get it into your hand. I need you to get your wallet, your purse, whatever you use to represent your finances, your checkbook, your phone, your Apple card, your American Express, whatever. I need you to just get it in your hand. I need you to get it in your hand. I need it to be a point of contact because tonight's message is, our whole series is called Making Money Moves. Tonight's message is called Make These Money Moves Right Now. Um, your money's about to move. I said your money is about to move. It's going up and to the right. Up means increasing, to the right means over time. Say, my money's about to move. Whatever you have, put it in your hand. Say, Father, I use what's in my hand as a point of contact to represent my money, my finances, my credit, my personal business. And if you own a business, say, and my business. 
and in Jesus' name, I reject every area of disorder, of inefficiency, of lack, and I command, because I'm a faithful giver, overflow. My money is moving up. Mm-mm, I ain't playing with y'all. My money is moving up. My money is moving up. I am increasing. I attract money. I attract favor. I attract opportunity. Say, I'm the first one in my bloodline to be a debt-free millionaire. I'm not playing with you people. Only for those of you that have the faith, say, I'm the first one in my bloodline to be a debt-free multimillionaire. For those of you that got eight-figure faith, say it like this, I'm the first one in my bloodline to be the first debt-free billionaire. I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm blessed to be a blessing. Release a praise right there. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. You're about to be the lender, not the borrower. You're about to be the one that's cutting check. Say yes, Lord. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. So our series is Making Money Moves. Why? Because faith and finances are not enemies. In fact, there are over 2,300 Bible verses about money. Jesus' words, 15% of his words were about money more than prayer, faith, heaven, or hell combined. Somebody say, that's a whole lot. Now look what the Bible says. 3 John 1, 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, even as or just as your soul prospers. Now watch this. Prosperity, look at me, is bigger than cash, cars, and clothes. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, do not be materialistic. Say it again. Say, do not be materialistic. All right, it prosper here in the Greek language of our New Testament, it means success in business and finances, which means even if you don't own a business, your personal business needs to be successful, which means God needs your will to be together. We don't need people having to do a GoFundMe and selling chicken dinners to pay for your burial. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing right there. Uh, your personal business needs to be in order, which means when you accept the earth, your business needs to be so good that your generations after you don't know what lack is because of what you left them with. You're about to leave an inheritance, watch me, for your children, your children's children, their children. Watch me. You say, Bishop, I don't have kids. That's all right. You got nieces and nephews. You got other people. You are blessed to be a blessing. You're gonna be so blessed you can't spend it all in one lifetime. I'm going to talk with us. What a sound is that? You're going to be so blessed you cannot spend it all in one lifetime. Solomon was so blessed he couldn't spend it all in one lifetime. He had to leave it to somebody. David was so blessed he couldn't spend it all in one lifetime. He had to leave it to somebody. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. 
success in business and finances, then it means, watch me, that you will be profitable. And I've taught you that to be profitable, uh, profit is what's left over after expenses. Revenue is what comes in. Expenses is what are what go out. And then profit is what's left over. Notice the Bible does not say that God wants you to just have revenue. Because many people think that money is the answer. No, because if you have more money but you have more expenses, all you did was have a, a zero-sum game. Nothing was game. You don't just need more money. Pay attention. You need more profit. Which means, watch me, God could even have you in a situation where you make less money but reduce your expenses so you're more profitable. I need you never to judge, watch me, your worth based on your bank account. Why? Because the revenue may not be there, but the profitability might be there. I need you to elbow somebody next to you and say, you're very prosperous. Right? Success in business and finances to be profitable and to be on the right path. God says, I want you to have success in business and finance. I want you to be profitable and I need you to be on the right path. Pay attention. You can actually succeed at doing the wrong thing. You could succeed on being on a path that was never the path that you were purposed to be on. And what you don't want to do is spend your whole life to get to the end of your life, to stand in front of God and be like what Jesus said. Lord, I did this in your name and this in your name and this in your name. And what did he say? Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. What's iniquity? Iniquity is generational sin that's passed down and around. He said, you just like your kinfolk. He said, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. In other words, you did all these things in my name, but you were never on the right path. And I'm so excited about you that even though you've had some hiccups, even though you've had some bumps on the road, I'm so excited to watch me in your next 12, you're coming into alignment on the right path. Who can celebrate, watch me, that you can be honest that in your past you haven't been on the right path? But who can give God glory that you are stepping onto the right? Let me tell some of y'all how you know, because it's not the easy path. You know it's the godly path when it's not always the easy one. You know it's the godly path when it's not always the one that's most traveled. He says, I want you to prosper. And what? All things. Y'all talk to me in what? Uh-huh. And be in what? Health. You got to live long enough to actually see this prosperity that you're going to do. Right? See, see how it always gets quiet when we talk about health? <laughs> right? Listen, say, I will be healthy and I am healed. He says, he says, in all things and be in health just as. That means equal to. That makes the word just as makes this verse a mathematical equation. Just as your soul prospers. What's your soul? Your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. And if you missed last night's preview, you should go back and look at it on the Bishop Foreman Instagram because we spent a whole lot of time talking about your soul. That's me because if you do not succeed in your soul, it does not matter what kind of money you have. This is why you see billionaires that still get divorces. This is why you see millionaires that still commit suicide. This is why you see celebrities that do crazy, stupid things that you're like, why they do that? Because even though they have stuff, their soul isn't successful. And you need to be glad that God let you get your soul together before he gave you a bunch of stuff. Because you would have got a whole bunch of stuff and wasted it. So instead, he let you get your soul together. So when you get your stuff, you're not going to lose it. I need you to be excited that he didn't let you have it. Let me check this building and check online. Who can give God glory for what he did not let you have? 
because he wanted your soul to get together. He wanted your mindset to be right. He wanted your thoughts to be right. He wanted your will to be right. He didn't want you led by your emotions. Say, thank you, God, for what you didn't give me yet. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Elbow somebody say, he didn't give it to you yet. But speak this to him. Say, but it's getting ready to happen. I just need my Facebook family. I need my YouTube family. I just need you to type that on the screen, but it's getting ready to happen. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so there are four money moves. Four money moves. Four money moves. That I need you to make. All right. All right. So, so this is you. This, this is your, this is your, uh, this is you. This, 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 this green and black. See, green? See, green represents life. Green represents new. Green represents springing forth. This is why the psalmist says, he makes me lie down in green. All right? All right, that's why money in America, they didn't even realize what they were doing, but when they made it green, they were making it prophetic. Let's go. Watch me. So, all right, so, so I want to give you, there's four money moves that I need you to make, um, and I need you to make these four money moves right now. All right, so, so we're at window one, move one. You ready? All right, move number one. Here it is. Accept that God wants you to be profitable. All right, now, now listen, say, I accept that. I accept that. All right, okay, okay, all right, now. Isaiah 48, 17. We've been looking at the scripture throughout this series so far. Um, Thus says the Lord, your redeemer. Say, he bought me. He bought me. All right. Now, question. Do you think God makes bad investments? Do you think that God is going to waste his blood on a basket case? Do you think that God is going to waste his blood on a bad investment? Watch me, watch me. So if he thought that you were a good investment, why do you refuse to invest in yourself? Because many people say, I know the Lord wants me to be profitable, but yet you don't invest in the profitability of yourself. It's quiet here. The Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God. So this is God speaking. This isn't something man said about God. This is what God said directly himself. I am the Lord your God who teaches you. So his word teaches us what money moves to make. He teaches us to do what? Profit. All right? And I taught you that the Hebrew word there for profit uh, is y'all. So who's going to profit? Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally, that's the word there. Um, this word here means to profit or benefit. God says, my word will teach you how to benefit from everything you go through. So then why is it when you look back over certain areas of your life, you are bitter? Instead of having seen the benefit. It's quiet right here. We, we stand right here. We stand right here at this move until you get this move. We are not pro progressing until we get this. All right, watch me. I need you to open your mouth and say, I look back and refuse to be bitter. 
It's some people I need you to stop being mad about. I need you to stop being mad at. I need you to stop having an attitude with. Matter of fact, can I be honest with you? God will consistently throw them in your face. Let the algorithm pull them up on your social media. You ain't even studying them. You ain't checking for them. But God will throw it in your face and say, now I need you to look at this and not be bitter, but see the benefit. Because had they not betrayed you, you never would have found out you could have bounced back. Had they not walked out, you never would have figured that you could live after somebody leaving. Had it not happened, you would have discovered that you could survive. Watch me. Without them. Say, I see benefit. See, God says, watch me. I teach you how to profit or benefit. This is bigger than just money. See, because again, this is the condition of your soul. This is bigger than just money. So let's go to some, some investments that maybe you made that weren't great investments. Got this. I, I remember when Bitcoin first came out. I told you this before. And I, I was an early investor in Bitcoin. Back when Bitcoin was like, it was coins. Like it was coins to invest, right? And, uh, I, you know, I made a whole lot of money in a couple of weeks. And then that thing dropped. And I was like, ooh-wee. I don't have a stomach for this. And so I took it all out. And then, you know, a year later, Bitcoins were, you know, 50000 a coin and all that. I was like, God, that would have been worth that. Now, I could have either sat there, because this is the money, the money thing, right? So I could have sat there and been like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did this. Why did I do this? Or I could say, next time, I know what to do better. And for some of y'all, thank God you only lost 1000 and not 100000 I You need to thank God that you only wasted two weeks instead of 20 years. You... I need to check this building and check online. Who can look back and say, I see benefit. I see. I'm going to give you 10 seconds to worship. Go. I see benefit. I see benefit. I see benefit. Used to be bitter. I see benefit. Used to be angry. I see benefit. Used to be mad. I see benefit. Some of you now, you're mad at your student loans. Because you ain't a student no more and you still got loans. All right? Now, first of all, let me just throw this in here, just for free. Let me just throw this in here. They making a whole lot of deals now. It's a whole lot of stuff. You check out. Because while you're sitting there uh, uh, setting up that payment plan, it might be a whole program out there want to pay for it for you. Matter of fact, I pray that the earth would yield every grant opportunity for every person under the sound of my voice that is looking at student loans. Every plan that will pay off those loans, remove those loans, put those loans to zero. I pray that the earth would yield those resources and I pray they come find you. Throw your hands up and wave them in the air if you got student loans in this building or online and say, come find me. I don't need you in, in tons of debt over no student loans. Right? So, so, so you can look back over that and say, oh my God, I got this degree and I'm, that's not even what I'm studying. Or you could say, but I learned how to be a student. I learned how to be disciplined. I learned how to handle multiple things. See, pay attention. When you accept that God wants you to be profitable, that means if you look at the verse, you will understand that this means that God, in him wanting you to be profitable, that that means everything you go through, he wants you to benefit from. Right, right, right. Everything has benefit. 
Well, Bishop, I've been through a divorce. Okay, so you still mad? That's what we're doing? You still mad? First of all, let's be honest. I told you I don't have a filter. Hey, Bashaya. You ready? Okay, let's first just be honest. You knew what you were getting into. Now, now listen, listen. Let's just let me just show you something. Okay? Now I can put this towel in front of my eyes. And I can walk into a situation. Watch me. And put this in front of my eyes. Now does this change what this is? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm just committed to you, God. Just do a mighty work. Hey, And God, I just believe there's something special you want to do through this situation, God. And I ain't nobody perfect, God. Hey, ain't nobody perfect, God. And God, I just believe you can change anybody. Did that change this? So the first thing, first benefit you got is realizing that it is what it is. This is a power wheel, baby. This ain't going to be nothing more than that. All right? Okay, so you got to get benefit from that. So now, now what did you learn to do? Stop lying to yourself. It's quiet in here today. Because a lot of people look back, it's a lot of bitter people in the world, especially when it comes to relationships. And the worst thing you could do is be bitter from a past relationship and get in a new relationship. And now you brought old bitterness into new relationship. And so now your new spouse is paying for stuff they never did because of somebody that's not even around anymore. But I need you to open up your mouth and say, I'm benefiting. I then the other thing you should learn from that benefit, benefit, is that you can't change people. Let, let, let me, for all of y'all who think that your loving is like, whoa, and you're going to put this good loving on them and you're going to change him or her, I promise you it ain't that good. You ain't changing nobody. I'm just telling you, do you look at my face? Look at my face. You ain't changing nobody. Because if sex fixed relationships, there'd be no broken ones. Oh my God, I don't have a filter. I really should have let somebody else preach tonight. I have zero, and it's getting thinner. Oh my God, Lord help. If sex fixed relationships, there'd be no broken relationships. All you have to do is just go have some sex, y'all be all right. All sex does is prolong the inevitable. Jacob wasn't going to never love you, Leah. He wanted Rachel. All right. So now you learn that. Somebody say, I benefited. Okay, so, so everything we got to look back over, we got to look back through the lenses of benefit, not bitterness. All right, say, Lord, give me the grace to see the benefit in everything I've been through. All right. This is how God makes you profitable. Because here's what happens. If you don't see benefit, pay attention, you will live from a place of fear. You always be so scared. You'll be so scared. I don't want to mess up again. I don't want to do that again. I don't, because you didn't get any benefit from it. 
And I need you to hear me. You got too much living to do to live from fear. You got places to go, people to see, businesses to build, lives to change, a blessing to be. You've got too much living to do than to live from fear. Profit or benefit. Number two, to set forward. The Lord teaches us to profit or benefit, then to set us forward. So God says, I always need you moving forward. Now, now what's amazing, what's amazing is, uh, let me get back on my, I'm good. Hold on, how you do it? They talking about be careful. I know what I'm doing. Now look, here's the problem. Here's the problem with going backward. Is that if you'll notice, I can't see what's behind me. And when you start living your life in reverse, you're going to mess around and you're going to run into something. And the problem is, is you will pull out all this effort, all this energy to only look around and say, I haven't gone anywhere but backwards. So part of accepting that God wants you to be profitable is realizing that he sets you forward. God says, the only direction I need you moving is forward. Now, what does that mean practically? Because we shout about that, but what does that mean practically? Why are you still trying to change what cannot be changed? Why are you still beating yourself up? I need some of y'all to forgive, watch me, you. Because you've been beating yourself up. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done this. Why was I so dumb? Why was I so stupid? Listen, let's just all get free tonight. Can I get you to say your first and your last name? Say, I forgive you. It's over. There's nothing you can do about what was. So part of being profitable means I'm always moving forward. I'm not living from the past. I'm always moving forward. See, if you don't get this, then your money's always not, not going to move forward because, because you're going to be stuck with old ways, old thinking, old patterns, old habits. Then it means to do God, to do good. God says, literally, I want you to do good. Say, he wants me to do good. All right, do you really believe that God wants you to do good or that God's trying to get you? If you grew up old school church, you probably live with a teaspoon and he's trying to get you. Like who even now, you can be honest, online, do the hand wave emoji in the building with your hand. You still got a little bit of like he trying to get me, just a little bit, just a teaspoon. All right, that's okay, be honest. All right, can, can I tell you something? If he wanted you got, you would have got got. Translation, if he wanted you not to do well, all, watch me, watch me. All he has to do is leave you alone. The Bible says in Romans chapter 1, watch me, that when God has reached the end of his grace, he will give you over to your own reprobate or debased mind, which means it is hell when God says, my hands are off. See, some of you need to thank God. Watch me. How do I know he hasn't given up on me? Because even when you try to go do your own thing, he won't leave you up. I need to see those of you in the building and those online that are grateful that he will not leave you alone. That's proof he still loves you and he has not given up on you. Somebody holler, he loves me. Because if he wanted you to, 
to just die, he could just leave you to yourself. He just leave you to you. Because watch me. Because, because you don't know how many times today alone that death tried to show up. When Corona showed up knocking at your door. And he said, oh no, not this one. They got too much life. To, I wish there were some survivors of the Rona in the building. Oh no, not this one. You're not taking this one. This one still has a pulse because I still have a plan. And they're not done yet. You ain't taking this one. I need you to open up your mouth and say, thank you, Lord. God wants you to do good. Then he wants you, watch me, to be and to have. You're becoming someone and there are things that God wants you to have. Right? This is what it means to be profitable. And he leads you by the way you should go. You have to accept that he wants you to be profitable. The biggest area of this, of this move you're going to have to make, the biggest area of this move you're going to have to make, go back to the scripture, the biggest area of this move is, is watch me, is looking at everything with benefit. Because God never allows us to go through anything and not walk out with benefit. You need to go check the receipt again. You need to go check the situation again. There was benefit. Well, Bishop, you don't know what my mom and them did. There was benefit. You don't know what my daddy did. There was benefit. You don't know what my family did. There was benefit. You don't know. There was benefit. There was somebody that you said. There was benefit. Mm-mm. They doing it again, y'all. Try that other one. Try that other one. Say, there was benefit. Stick with them. Stick with them, the rest of the church. Stick with them. Got to win a winner, chicken dinner. All right, let's go. All right, money move number two I need you to make. You ready? I'm probably going to keep this. <laughs> You know what's funny? It's in Atlanta. Wow, I could do a whole, wow, that's funny. Okay. All right, money move number two. That's good. Live as a sower, not from scarcity. Wow. Say, I'm a sower. I'm not in scarcity. All right, Proverbs eleven twenty-five. right? Proverbs eleven twenty-five. You'll notice that um, when this move is made, this move was obstructed by the table. Because when you live as a sore, sometimes, watch me, what you do isn't seen. And if you want to be seen, watch me, you have a scarcity mentality. Because the, mo watch me, because sores don't worry about seeing, they just want to make sure that they sow so that their harvest is seen. Proverbs 11, 25. The soul, mind, thoughts, will, and emotions, who gives generously shall be made prosperous. And he who waters shall also be watered what himself. Pay attention to the word made there, shall be made. This implies a process. I taught you so far in this series that there are two seasons of life. Genesis 8.22 teaches us that there's really only two seasons of life, uh, sowing and reaping, seed time and harvest. Cold or a winter and summer. The, the Bible makes these contrasting seasons. So regardless of what you call your sowing season, you may call it wilderness. God calls it sowing. 
You may call it struggle, God calls it sowing. You may call it hidden, God calls it sowing. You may call it overlooked, God calls it sowing. You may call it nobody's paying attention to what I have to offer, God calls it sowing. You may call it lonely, God calls it sowing. There's only two seasons of life, biblically speaking, there's sowing and reaping. Here's the good news. If I'm currently sowing, I only got one other option. Y'all don't know when the shot in this building? If you're currently sowing, that means when the situation turns, there's only one way for it to turn. If I'm sowing, I'm about to shift into... I need you to open your mouth, holler, and shout, I'm reaping now. It ain't always going to be like this. Let me preach to somebody. It ain't always going to be a struggle. It ain't always going to be frustrating. It ain't always going to be aggravating. It ain't always going to work your last nerve. It ain't always going to be difficult. You're not going to always have team issues. There's only two seasons of life. Only two. Only two. So, so, so if I'm sowing now, pay attention. Pay attention. I'm, I may not finish the message after I say this. Because this is about to shout me. You ready? The longer I sow. Good night. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> good night. The longer I sow, that then indicates the larger my harvest. See, for some of y'all, truth be told, you've been sowing for decades. And in that particular area, you haven't seen a harvest yet. But what if I came to tell you that in 5782, two, you are about to you are you are about to witness. Somebody say the bigger my seed bigger my harvest I've been sowing for 15 years in Denver and I'm about to reap (laughs) and I'm about to reap y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me look oh my god that's good to me actually I can leave church have a good night everybody (laughs) y'all want me to finish I'm good right there that's all I needed I, I, I see. I see. This is a process. Say process. So here's what you have to accept about living as a sower, not from scarcity. Here's what you have to accept. You have to accept that once I sow. So let's let's come back over here to my garden. Once I sow. All right. You got my seed, right? Y'all see my seed? See how your seed is smaller? See seed money, of course. I've taught you three C's so far. Substance, your money. Stewardship, your management. Serving, seed. But everything is a seed. Are you ready? Look at my seed. Look, look at the seed. Look at the seed. When you look at the, see how small the seed is? You see how small that seed is? Now, now check this out. That seed is small. Now, I'm going to keep repeating until you get it. See, you keep thinking it's small. It don't really count. It ain't a big deal. No, but your attitude is a big deal. 
Your consistency is a big deal. Your faithfulness is a big deal. Because big harvests come from small seed. That's why I'm so glad you sit next to somebody that's been handling the small things right. Nobody else saw it, but they did. Nobody else was paying attention to it, but they did. And because you handled your small right, God says, I'm about to trust you with big harvest. Matter of fact, would you help on somebody and say, would you please give me some room? Say, my harvest is about to be huge. It's about to blow my my, it's about to blow my mind. So look, but wait a minute, but wait, but wait, 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 wait. Where'd the seed go? Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because when you're sowing, often, once you release it, you no longer see it. Like, wait a minute. Like, well, I guess that's gone. Like, God, I can't. nobody can even see what I've been doing. No, nobody even see. Nobody knows my sacrifice. If people knew what I've been sacrificing and I sacrificed all that and nobody even sees it. But the Bible says that you'll be made, look on the screen, you will be made prosperous. Which means God says, now once you release it, I got to make it into something. And to make it into something, watch me, I put your seed on the witness protection program. You can't see it, but watch me. But I need you, watch me. I don't need you, pay attention. I don't need you to kill it. I need you to water it. See, some of you, the moment you sow, you uproot it. Because you speak life and then you speak death the next moment. You do good on Monday, you act crazy on Tuesday, you uprooted. But I'm so excited you sit next to a skilled farmer. They learn to watch me. My harvest ain't gonna come overnight. So I gotta keep on watering my seed. Because if I water, I'll be watered. If I sow, I'll be made prosperous. Somebody say, and that's a process. Say, and it takes time. I remember, I remember in Memphis, I remember um, one time I called myself planting some stuff in the back. We called her Mama Nez in, in her back. She had a garden in the back of her house. We called her Mama Nez, and, uh, and I called myself planting some stuff. And, uh, and so I planted some eggplant and some something else. I don't remember, something else. Peppers or something. And tomato, probably tomatoes. That sounds right. And so I planted them one Sunday, you know, uh, afternoon, because we used to do Sunday Sunday dinners at Mama Nez's house. And Mama Nez would make hot water cornbread. Y'all know about that. And Mama Nez, Mama Nez had them hands that they've been through the fire, you understand? So she would turn the water on to hell, you understand? And she, boiling water, and she would do it herself. And, you know, and she would do that. And, and so, and so, and so in that, 
And, you know, she did that. And I remember, you know, I planted them, you know, planted them. And then I came back next week. I said, where the fruit? You know, where my stuff? She said, she said, baby, it takes time. She, she, said, she said, do you understand that you took something that was small? It, it's going to have to go underground. And not be seen for a while. And it's going to take time for it to grow. In fact, you're not even going to see something sprout up until 90 days. But don't go uproot your seed. Because your seed does its best work in the dark. Your seed does its best work underground. What am I trying to tell somebody? I don't care what it feels like. Your seed is working. Your seed is working. Your seed is working. Your seed never sleeps nor does it slumber. And then I remember eventually, I remember the eggplant eventually because it grew. And I was so happy. I didn't want to eat it. I was like, I just want to look at it. And I put it in a little Batman lunchbox. And I never, <laughs> and then it got rotten. I never used it. But it took time. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. You became who you are today because of what you've sown. This didn't happen overnight. So for things to change, it's going to take, it's not going to happen. Watch me, watch me. Proverbs 11, uh, 25. The soul who gives generously will all shall be made prosperous. And who who waters shall be watered himself. The generous, what did I teach you on Sunday, always get more. So I gave you this saying, and this is so powerful to me. You're a farmer who already has everything you need in seed form. Everything you need. See, whatever I want, I first release. Right? Look at 2 Peter 1, 3. His divine power has given us Talk, y'all. We what? For what? And God says, I've given you everything you need to have a great life and be a great Christian. I'm not getting ready to give you anything new. What I'm getting ready to do is to show you how to use what you got to get what you want. Even Ebony knew that. I say, I already have. Everything I need. See, you keep saying, Lord, I just, I just need good people. Be a good person. Release that. That I just need consistent friends. Be a consistent friend. Release that. I just need money. Release money. I just need opportunities. How many opportunities have you given somebody else? I just need somebody to open a door for me. Who have you opened a door for? See, whatever you want, all you have to do is release. Because your release, watch me, it's going to yield your increase. Your release is going to, can I open this? No. Your release is going to yield your increase. That's okay. All right. You ready? All right, all right, all right, all right. Say, I will not live, will not live from, scarcity, from scarcity, but I'm a sower. Which, watch me, which means you're never broke. Because if you still got seed, oh, it's on. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I need you to sit next to somebody that doesn't have to go through something in life before. 
that's ever been through a rough patch in their finances before, I, I just need you to find somebody in your section that's ever been through a rough patch in their finances before. And here's what I need you to understand about them. They found out that their seed is what got them out. So, so they don't fear being broke because they know as long as I got seed, I'm never ever broke. Let's go. Number three. Number three. You ready? Here we go. I only got four. I only got four. Here's number three. Put away childish things. As I get on my power wheel. <laughs> you ready? Got to go to the beach, you know. Say, put away childish things. All right, so, so here's the thing. The Apostle Paul says this. When I was a child, I spoke like one. Here's how children talk about money. I ain't got none. I wish I had more. You know, they won't give me a raise. You, you mean to tell me your job is your source? You don't make, watch me, you don't work for a living. You make your living through your giving. I spoke as a child. Watch this part. I understood as a child and I thought as a child. He says, my, my whole approach to things, I understood it in a childish way. And I thought like a child. But when I became a man, what does that mean? I decided to be mature. I put away childish things. Everybody look at me real good. Some things you pray away, but most things you need to just put away. There's some stuff you pray away. Lord, help. Most of this stuff don't. Go on, put that up. Put, put that away. Put, put, yeah. Now, this is, this is cute, right, for church. Oh, it's cute. Oh, yeah. right. This is cool for church, right? If you saw me on the highway... Driving like you Denver drivers drive. Slow like you ain't got nowhere to go. I'm just joking. I know y'all drive aggressive like your pastor. I just, it's the rest of these drivers out here that have nowhere to go. Nothing to do. And y'all have to pray for me. Because when I get around them, I do it in a real Christian way though, but I, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on over in the car. Because there's no reason for this. God bless you. Of God love people of light. All right. All right. All right. Okay, so, so, so watch. So, so then, if you are still approaching your adult finances with childish ways... Then, 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 then no wonder why you think it's play money. So let me, give you, let me just give you three quick examples, three quick examples um, of, of how you put away some childish things. Number one, automate things. Like why are you still trying to remember when your bills are due? That's childish. No, no disrespect, just love. 
Sister's love. You sitting here trying to remember. I think it's on the 13th. Hold on, wait a minute, babe. Shoot. And then you get a late fee, and now you're talking about the devil's just trying to get my seed. That's not the devil. That's your childish ways. It's quiet right here. I'm going to move through this fast. Automate things. Like, use, we got all these apps and systems and all this kind of stuff to help you uh, with certain things as it relates to your finances. And, and many of them are free. Um, and, and let me just say this about free. Um, when they don't charge you for the product, you're the product. So realize, uh, realize that they're using your information to sell other stuff to you. You know, somebody's the product. There's no free lunches anywhere in, at any time. But, but at the end of the day, just know what you're getting into. But automate things. Like, like, why in the world are you trying to sit up here and write your bills on the back of your tab envelope? You take five envelopes when you walk up this building, and only, four, and only one of them gets put in. Because you use them as your budget system. I, okay, let's move. A, B, C, B. Behave in a budget. Budget is not a bad word. Budget just simply means this is what I can spend for this area. Let me tell you how to budget. This is a principle of budgeting. You do not budget on 100%. You budget on 90%. And pay attention, the other 10% isn't the tithe. It's called margin. So let me give you a simple example. If you make 100000 if you take home, pay attention, if you take home $100,000 a year, all right, and if you're not taking that home yet, I don't know why you didn't just open up your mouth and say, yes, Lord. He blesses you to be a blessing. Amen? All right. So watch me. So if you're bringing home $100,000 a year, then most people would budget off of $100,000 a year. Incorrect. You budget off of $90,000. Then your tithe comes out of that. Okay, all right. Well, what happened to the other 10? That's called reserves. That ain't your money. You pretend like that money doesn't even exist. All right, okay, you take care of the Lord first, and then you budget off of that. That means you say, I'm going to spend X amount of dollars on this, X amount of dollars on this, X amount of dollars on that. Most people don't live from a budget. Most people let the numbers dictate to them, and then they say, well, this is what it is, instead of saying, this is, these are the boundaries that I have set in terms of how my revenue is going to be spent, how my money is going to be spent, because the Bible says he makes me profitable, which means after I make that budget, I better be in the black. And if you're not, then you need to start cutting it. Your gas is way too high. You need to. Your hair is way too much. You need to. Cut it. See? See how the saints do? Y'all don't want to hear this. Y'all want to hear the Lord going to do it. And he is going to do it. He's going to do it when you get it together. <laughs> right? so, so sometimes you need to look at that. You got you to gotta, you gotta look at different ways to get things done. Um, you know, do, do you need this one or, do, or does this one do the same thing? There are some people. Okay, let me. I ain't going to go there. I ain't going to go there. Uh-uh. No, because once I cross over the no filter zone, the whole rest of this mess is going to have to be bleeped out. <laughs> but, but like, okay, 
But like, it's okay to like brands, but just make sure the brand belongs in your budget. And can I, can I just push the envelope though? Be more excited about wearing your name than wearing another man's name. And I'm not against that brand stuff. I'm not against that brand stuff. But like, you know, you know, people sometimes, especially on social media, I, it tickles me sometimes because people, you know, they show all their name brand and all that. And I'm like, oh my God, like, can they not see the reflection that you in this though? <laughs> like, and, and what does that say to me that you have another man's name on? I, that doesn't, what is that going to do for me? So you have a, a worth issue. You are attaching your worth to a brand. And there's nothing wrong with liking nice brands, but just realize that you make it, it don't make you. Which means you can have a no-name something on, but the way you do what you do when you do how you do when you do it, you make that thing work. I need you to elbow somebody and say, you are the brand, baby, you are. All right, we gotta move, because I'm out of time. All right, all right, all right, let's look at this. Let's look at this. And, and, and see, credit is king. And when I say king, um, don't mistake that. Um, uh, it's not Jesus, okay? Don't, don't send me no emails. Don't. Just don't do it. When I say credit is king, is many people don't recognize the value of having great credit. And when you have great credit, it changes everything. Whether you're going to pay cash or not, credit just makes it easy. There's something in business called OPM. You want to know what that stands for? Other people's money. You build your business with OPM. What is the stock market? OPM. It's other people's money. So when these people talk about, oh, they made a ton in, the, in stocks and all of that, that's other people's money. Your money. How did Elon Musk get all that money? You gave to him. Y'all miss what I just said right there. How did Jeff Bezos get all that money? You gave to him. And listen, I will admit, <laughs> I gave him a little bit. Because <laughs> prime sometimes is too good to turn up. I'm just saying. Turn down. Uh, but just let me be real practical right here. Let me be real practical. It's important that your credit is together. Like, you know, if your credit doesn't start with an eight, people tell me, I got a 650. That's nice, baby. That's really nice. But let's move on up. I got a 720. That's cute. Because you can have an 850 FICO score, Fair Isaac Credit Observation on all three of the credit bureaus. Right? So I just need you to prophesy to yourself. Say all three of my primary credit bureaus will begin with an eight. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. I need you to be able to do what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it. Say, all of my credit begins with an eight. That's important. And this is just super high-level stuff. I did a whole book that I encourage you to get that goes in more detail. And there's tons of different resources that are available. But some of this stuff, you, you, like you just, I'm just praying that the Lord gives, you know, approves the loan. And I get it. But you wouldn't have had to pray had you put away bad credit. The only prayer would have been, Lord, till I get this one or this one? Versus, can I get either? And you're stepping into a time in your life where it won't be can I, it'll be which. 
Right. Let me talk over here because y'all know how to praise. The question won't be, can I do it? The question will be, which one will I do? I need you to open your mouth and prophesy to your own life. Say, and the Lord prospers me. All right, here we go. Last thing, and then we got to go. Move number four. Move number four. Become a faithful giver. Move number four. I was going to have you come do it, but I don't know. I'll do it. <laughs> Move number four. You ready? Number four. Number four. <laughs> you know what's crazy? It's like that would be a whole song. Somebody's going to have it on TikTok tonight. It's got like a million views. Become a faithful giver. Now, now watch me. If you robbing God, but asking God to bless you, I mean, just imagine if somebody was stealing from you and they came to you and said, but I'm going to need a raise. I'm going to need you to stop stealing. Malachi 3.8, will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? And God, I love him, he's petty. He responds, in tithes and offerings that you have withheld. So what did I teach you? What do we give? Nehemiah 12.44 makes it clear the offerings. That's what we sow. That's seed. That's what you give above the tithe. See, when you give your tithe, that's not a seed. Everybody pay attention. Your tithe is not a seed. Your tithe is what you owe. You pay the tithe. Right? And for many people, you were only taught to tithe, which is why you say it doesn't work because you were never taught what it was supposed to do. So let me correct the error in what you were taught. See, the tithe is designed to keep you where you are. It's maintenance. The offering is seed, which is designed to grow you from where you are. So the offerings you sow, the first fruits you sow, what's the first fruit? It's the first of an increase when you receive a raise, consistent bonus, to start a new job. See, if you look at this apple, watch me, um, a, the, a, a tenth of a slice of this would be the time. But watch me, the whole apple from the first apple on the apple tree, that would be the first fruit. You learn about that from Proverbs 3, 9 through 10. And then finally, it says in the tithes, we pay the first 10%. The tithe is not once we've taken care of everybody else, we see whether or not we're going to get to God. It's the first 10%. It was the 15. So you better understand, the first thing I did this morning was make sure that the Lord got what belonged to the Lord. First thing, period, point blank. I don't have nothing else to see, nothing else to check on, nothing else to look at. Now, now let's go here. Verse 9, Malachi 3, 9. So here's what God says. God says, if you choose to rob me, God says, then here's what I'm going to do. You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me this whole nation. This is not necessarily money. Some Christians, if you grew up, uh, and some people say, well, you know, someone still don't tithe, and they're doing well financially. Yep, they're just, their marriage is hell, though. He says, you'll curse with a curse, and the curse is not necessarily money. A curse is an empowerment to fail, which means there's some area of your life that will never, ever work because it's cursed. It's empowered to fail, which means it doesn't matter what you do, how hard you try, how much you pray, that area is cursed because God says, this is what happens when you rob me. And robbery is different than thievery. Thievery is in secret. Robbery is in open. So robbery is like God says, you're just going to do this out in the open. Like, you ain't even shamed. It's quiet in the church. So verse 10 says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there may be food in my house. So the next question becomes then, well, how do we give? Here it is, consistently and faithfully. 
consistently and faithfully. Say consistently and faithfully. Could you imagine if a farmer only went and farmed that uh, or, or sowed seed that one day and said, I'm good. A farmer consistently sows over and over and over. Because watch me, if there's only two seasons, I want to make sure I'm always preparing for the next one. So I'm consistently sowing. See, some of y'all, you'll sow here and there, which is why you see here and there harvest. And watch me, you wanted a basket of fruit, and instead all you did was get a lemon. Because you're not consistent in, in your sowing. So what does the Bible say? We should be consistent and faithful. Say, I'm consistent and faithful. Say it again. Say, I'm consistent and I'm faithful. That there may be food in my house, Malachi says. Now, what does this mean? This means that faithful giving changes lives. Say, faithful giving. It changes lives. All right, now, why is that important to understand? Um, because when he says there's, that there may be food in my house, from a real practical standpoint, when you give, you are empowering the church to impact and change lives. There's food in his house. There's food in his house. There's food in his house. Whether that be his digital house or his physical house, there's food in his house. And you've not come on a Sunday or a Wednesday and not gotten fed. And look at this, and test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. Here's where I want to spend some time. Say Jehovah Sabaoth. Lord of hosts there is a military term. It means the Lord of angel armies, specifically Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord that fights for us. Pay attention. God says, your seed makes me fight for you. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to say it again. Your seed makes him fight for you. You cannot send the military out to war and not give them the equipment they need to fight. God says, your seed is what makes sure that I will be Saboeth and go fight for you. So for some of you, the reason you never had to deal with it is because your seed took it out for you. The reason you never had to fight it is because your seed handled it for you. Open up your mouth, please. Say, my seed fights for me. All right, look, 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 and test me now. God says, try me out. Test me in this. Every other area in the scripture, God says, if you test me, I'm going to kill you. Not literally, but you understand the inference. Except here. Here he's like, give me a try. Test me out. It's kind of like those infomercials where they say, uh, a free trial, you know, and, and try it for 90 days. And if you're not fully satisfied, you know, send it back. No questions asked. You know, that makes me feel good. Like if I can return it, I, I feel secure. Pay attention. God, God says, God says, try me and see if I will not fight for you. See, for some of you all, here's why you feel like God never fights for you. It's because you didn't finance the fight. I mean, all I'm doing is reading the Bible. You didn't finance the fight. You said, Lord, you ain't fighting for me. He's like, listen, you, you, you want a whole lot and don't want to do nothing. You want a... <laughs> You, you, want a, you want a whole army. You want a whole lot, but you ain't doing very much. 
It's quiet right now. See if I will not open up for you the windows of heaven. Pay attention. Watch me. And pour out for you so great a blessing until there's no room to receive it. Let me make this real practical. Because if you grew up in church and you heard this, you had these different images in your mind of what that meant. So, like, you, you put in your $10 and be like, ooh-wee. So, so let me explain to you what this means. You ready? And then we got to go. All right. <clears throat> Say windows of heaven. First thing you need to know is windows don't stay open. A window means I will open up for you a portal to get through and to. In, in other words, pay attention. God says, I will open up something for you that, that watch me, that will represent an opportunity for you that you will have a limited amount of time to get into, but it does not stay open. Your seed will open it, watch me, but your obedience will get you through it. See, for some of you, you sow, but then when the window is open, you never go. I need you to elbow somebody next to you and say, I'm going to sow and go. I'm gonna... don't, don't be a sower and get an opportunity, and then when the opportunity comes, huh? I, I, but then look at this. But windows, windows are an idiom. A Hebrew idiom that means it has a, a, a duplicate biblical meaning um, or simultaneous biblical meaning that would only be known through the context if you knew Hebrew. That means to rain on what you've sown. So when he says, I'll open up the windows of heaven, remember they're an agricultural society. Remember they're an agricultural society. So, so he says, I'm going to rain on what you've sown. I'm going to say it a third time. Because I need the people in the back to get it. Because they're moving a lot, so they should be able to get it. All right? Say rain, rain. on what I've sown. Y'all shout, but some of y'all still like, tell me what he's talking about after church. How does seed grow? So God says, pay attention, your seed is going to make me rain on your seed. Mm -mm, you get it. Your seed is going to make me rain on your seed. Your seed is going to make me rain on your seed. So pay attention. He says, so the more you sow, the more you're going to see what you've sown grow. So when he says, I'm going to open up the windows of heaven and pour you out such blessing, there's not enough room to receive. He says, literally, the limit is where you stop because when you pour, I pour. When you pour, I pour. Okay, let, let, me, let, let me get it. Let's get this hand work. All right, so, so you see, so you're going to be the sower, and in, in this analogy, I'm going to be the Lord. That's raining. Okay, so when you pour, uh-huh, uh-huh, then I'm going to pour, uh-huh. So I'm going to stop when you stop. But if you keep going, but if you keep going, but if you keep going, and remember, this is, don't just limit this to money. If you keep going, if you keep going, if you keep going, if you keep going, 
before you know it, it's going to turn into something amazing. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Somebody say, when I pour, he pours. Verse 11. Then I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Remember, agricultural society. So what would devour their crops? Insects. What would devour their crops? Plague. So, so, so what devours your crops? Hospitalizations. Unexpected bills. Garnishments. Unexpected taxes. Inflation. Housing costs. Insurance costs. Look what the Bible says. I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. In other words, I'm not worried about what's happening for everybody else. God says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. In other words, watch me, you hear these stories about other people saying, ooh, this came up, that came up, this happened, and you're like, wow. Man, that ain't happening for me. Help somebody next to you say, I can't even understand that. Say, because he rebukes the devourer for my sake. Which means he's going to rebuke unexpected debt, unexpected bills, unexpected taxes, unexpected garnishments, unexpected levies. I, I just need you to open your mouth. Say, he rebukes the devourer for my sake. Come on, everybody, stand on your feet. We're going home, but I just need you to open your mouth and say, he's rebuking the devourer for my sake. Anything that would devour my harvest, he rebukes it. When I pour, he pours. When I release, I increase. Give God worship for five seconds right there. Four, come on Wednesday. Three, two, one. Hallelujah. So, four money moves you got to make right now. Number one, accept that God wants you to be profitable. Two, say I live as a sower. Not from scarcity. Three, say, I put away childish things. Four, say, I'm a faithful giver. And if you're not these things, um, I encourage you to begin these things right away. Um, for some of you, you don't even know that he rebuked the devourer because he never lets you see the devourer. See, for some of you, watch me, you, you, you recovered from corona and, and, and all you did was spend a few days at the house. But it's other people with $150,000 hospital bills. He rebuked the devourer. You didn't hear what I just said. You didn't even know. Like, you, you were like, oh my God, I got in this accident. But you didn't know that there was a devourer that was on the other side of that thing. 
See, because he's so good at rebuking the devourer, you didn't even know the devourer was, was there. You didn't even know. He stopped you from spending money on something that would have been a waste. Because he rebuked for our sakes. Like you were like, God, why couldn't I buy it? Why couldn't I buy it? Because he said, oh my God, there's about to be a whole financial situation going on and I don't need you to be in the middle of that. Say every delay is to my benefit. Sometimes him rebuking the devourer is not letting you buy what you want to buy. Wow. So, Father, we honor you and we bless you tonight, sir. And we thank you for your goodness and your love. If you're in this building, can you bow your heads and close your hands with me? If you're in this building or online, you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, or be sure. Wherever you're at, on the count of three, I just want you to throw your hand up. If you need to become a Christian for the first time, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. Wherever you're at, on the count of three, and online, you'll do the hand wave emoji or say, it's me in the building. You'll wave your hand. If you need to become a Christian, God's coming to get you tonight. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. One. He's coming to get you tonight. He loves you unconditionally. Because guess what? You are a seed. He sent you to the earth expecting that you were going to produce something. You are not trash to him. You are not junk to him. You are not throw away to him. You are a seed that he trusts and he sent for such a time as this. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord. One, two, three. Respond right now. Hands up in this building. Online, do the hand wave emoji. Sends me. I see you. God bless you. I see you. God bless you. Come on, Harvest. We need to thank God for the hands in the building and the hands online. Come on, online. Just do that hand wave emoji and say, it's me. Everybody pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. Great days. Let me hear you Wednesday say great days are here for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord or you're now sure. Take out that phone, text the word decision to 877-552-4746. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. 
dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's.